There was once a king and a queen who had a daughter called Anne, and she was a lovely little girl. They loved her very much. But one day a sad thing happened because the queen died, and it left the king and the little girl all alone. Now after a while the king remarried, and the woman that he married was not a nice person. And she had a daughter as well, and the daughter was called Kate. Only people used to call her Kate Crackernuts because she used to like sitting by the fire, cracking nuts and eating them. Now, Kate and her sister, her stepsister Anne, they loved each other very much. And they played together when they were bairns. They ran and they laughed. They loved each other like sisters. Well, they were sisters. And it showed. They loved each other so much. And the king used to smile and laugh when he saw his little girl smiling and laughing too. And he was very happy with his little stepdaughter, Kate. She brought so much happiness into the home. But somebody wasn't happy. Oh, no. Somebody wasn't happy at all. It was the new queen, Kate's mother. She had a reputation of dabbling in sorcery, magic. And she was jealous of Anne, because little Anne was prettier than her daughter Kate. Kate was pretty, too, but Anne was really beautiful. And the Queen didn't like that at all, not one little bit. And so she decided that she would try to use the black arts, terrible magic, to try to ruin the little girl's looks, so that nobody would look on her and say that she was prettier than her daughter ever again. She went to see the henwife. Now, the henwife kept the chickens that provided the eggs for the castle. And it was well known that the henwife was a witch, a black witch, an evil witch. Now, one morning the queen went up to Anne's bedroom and she walked the girl up and she said, I want you to run down to the henwife's house. And get some eggs for our breakfast. Well, Anne was a really helpful, happy little girl, and she said, yes, of, of course I'll go. She did think it was a bit strange, mind you, because they had servants to go for eggs. But she was eager to please, so she took the basket and she went down the stairs. Now, before she headed to the henwife's house, I should have said that the henwife had told the queen to send the girl down to her, but to make sure that she hadn't eaten anything that day. But that morning, when little Anne was running down the stairs, she passed the kitchen, and she could smell the new-baked bread. And she went inside, and the cook gave her a piece of bread with strawberry jam on it. And she ate that as she ran down the road. She went to the little tumble-down shack where the henwife lived, and she knocked on the door. Come in, said a voice. She opened the door, and it was very dark inside, but at the far end there was a light from a small fire, 
and over it there was a big cauldron bubbling away. Come in, she said. Come in. My mum sent me down to get some eggs, said the princess. Oh, has she indeed? Go over and lift the lid on the pot, she says, and look inside and see what you see. So the little girl went over to the pot. She lifted the lid. She looked inside. But it was just soup bubbling away. The henwife stared at her, and she wasn't very happy, and she says, Go home and tell your mother to keep a closer eye on you the next day. Keep the press closed. That's the cupboard where they kept the food. So she didn't know what she meant, but she went home and she told the queen that what the henwife had said, and the queen was very angry. She took the eggs and went off. Well, the next morning the queen went back up and woke up Anne again and gave her the basket and says, go down to the henwife and get some eggs for our breakfast. But this time, to make sure that the girl didn't eat anything before she left the castle, the stepmother accompanied little princess Anne down the stairs and out the side door of the castle, and she saw her walking down the road, and then she went back inside. Now, as Anne was walking down the road, she passed a field where there were people working. They were gathering peas. And they said to her, Would you like some peas, princess? Oh, I'd love some peas, she said. So they gave her some pods of peas, and she popped them, and she ate the peas that were inside. And then she went down to the henwife's house, this horrible little hovel, and knocked on the door. And the voice said, Come in! So she went inside, and again it was gloomy and dark, just a small fire at the end with this pot bubbling away over it. Lift the lid of the pot and see what you see, she said. So Anne lifted the lid of the pot and looked inside, but it was just soup bubbling away. Nothing more than that. The henwife was not happy. Go home and tell your mother to keep a closer eye on you the next day. So she went home with the message the queen again wasn't happy, took the eggs, went away. And the third morning she came up and woke the little princess up. I want you to go down and get eggs from the henwife. But this time, instead of just seeing her out the castle, the wicked stepmother, the queen, followed her all the way down the road and made sure that she didn't have a mouthful to eat. Not a crust, not a thing. So they went down to the cottage and they knocked on the door. Come in, said the voice. In they went, dark, gloomy, fire at the end, cauldron bubbling over it. Lift the lid, said the henwife, and see what you see. So Anne lifted the lid of the pot a third time and looked inside, and again it was just soup bubbling away. But suddenly a head rose up out of the soup. It was a sheep's head. She looked into the eyes of the sheep, the sheep looked into her eyes, and then suddenly, bump, her own beautiful head fell off, fell off her shoulders onto the floor, and the sheep's head chomped out of the pot and stuck on her neck. 
she was standing there with a sheep's head. And the henwife and the wicked queen laughed and laughed. They cackled with laughter. And poor Anne wanted to cry, but all she could do was bah, 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 bleat. Oh, the poor girl. Well, the queen took her home, and the poor girl went to her room, and Kate was there. Kate saw her sister come in with a sheep's head. <gasps> what happened to you, my dear sister? she said sadly. This is my mother's doing, she says. I know it. I knew that she had a black heart, and I knew that she had it in for you, but I never thought she would do something as wicked and evil as this. Come, dear sister, you're not safe here. We're going to run away. So she wrapped up her sister's head in bandages, so that no one could see that she had a sheep's head. And then she put a shawl around her, with a hood on it, up over the head so that it kept it hidden. She packed a few bits and pieces, and then, hand in hand, the two of them set off, and walked and walked and walked right across the kingdom where they lived. They walked into another kingdom, and they walked right across that one too, and into a third kingdom. And after a while of walking, Kate saw a, a castle on the hill. Well, being a princess, where else would she go but a castle? She headed straight towards it. She knocked on the door and she said, I've come a long, long way. I'm looking for work. Is there anything that I can do in the castle? I have a sister here with me who's very ill. Oh, dear, they said. Well, I'm sure there's always jobs to do in the kitchen. Oh, I would be delighted to work in the kitchen, she said. So they took her in, they gave him a room. And poor Anne, with her sheep's head, she stayed in the room. But Kate Crackernuts went down and she worked in the kitchen. She peeled the tarties, she cut up vegetables, she washed pots and washed dishes. She did everything, swept the floor, kept the fire going. And everybody liked her. She was a very likable young woman. Well, there is something, though, that Kate had noticed. The castle was not a happy place. There was a great gloom hung over it, a sadness. And she said to the cook, why is there such a sad atmosphere in this place? What's what's wrong with it? Oh, that'll be the prince, said the cook. The prince? What about the prince? Well, he's very ill. He's been very ill for a long time. He's been lying in his bed for ages. And there's something that happens at night we don't know what, because nobody would dare stay in the room all night with the prince. But there's something that happens, and every morning he just seems to get that bit worse. He's dying, and we don't know why. Hmm. Has anybody not spent the night in the room? Well, people are scared, you see. They think it's witchcraft. 
There's magic afoot here. Nobody would dare go in. Their life would, would be lost if they spent the night there. The king would offer anything for anyone that would stay there. Well, I'll stay there, said Kate. Yeah, I'd spend the night in the room with the prince. Would you? Oh, yes. Well, we'd better send you up to see the king. So she went up to see the king. And the king said, I hear that you, have pre you've pre you are prepared to spend the night in the room with my son. Yes, I am, she said. And what would you take for such a, a dangerous task as that? A bag of silver coins, she said. No problem, said the king. It will be yours. So, that night, Kate was taken up to the bedchamber where the prince lay on his bed. And there was a good fire roaring. And she took a handful of nuts out of the pocket of her apron, and she started to crack the nuts and eat them, throw the shells in the fire. Well, the night passed, and nothing happened. The king was lying, eh, the prince was lying asleep, sound asleep on the bed. And then the clock struck midnight. And when the clock struck midnight, the prince's eyes opened. He sat up. He swung his legs out the bed. He stood up. He dressed. And he ran out the door and down a side stairway. Kate followed him. He didn't seem to know that she was there. He went across the yard to the stable. Kate followed him. He went into the stable, and he got his horse. Kate followed him there, too. And he took his horse with his hunting dog, and he set off to ride. Well, Kate, quick as a flash, chomped up on the horse behind him. Now, the prince was in some sort of a dream because he wasn't even aware that Kate was there. But Kate clung on to him, and he rode and he rode fast through the night, through the green wood. And as they went through the green wood, Kate was gathering nuts off the trees as she went by. She filled her apron with nuts again. Then the prince came to a great green hill, and he went to the hill and he shouted, Open up, open up for the prince, his horse and his hound. And Kate added, and his lady behind him. And a door opened in the side of the hill, and he rode into it. And inside the hill, there was a beautiful, beautiful room. A room fit for any castle, any palace in the land. It was beautiful. And there was lots of beautiful people there all richly dressed. Music was playing, and they were dancing. The prince got down off his horse, and he ran to a beautiful woman, the most strikingly beautiful woman in all the room. And she smiled and took him in her arms, and she danced with him. The two of them danced all night. Kate was trying to figure out what was going on. She sat in the corner, and she was listening, listening to see if she could hear anything that would be to her advantage. She knew that this must be the fairies, 
This was fairy magic. Now two fairies were standing talking to each other, and the one said to the other, <laughs> If only Kate knew that this was the queen of the fairies that was dancing with the prince, and that she intends to dance him to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as Kate heard that, she knew then what was wrong with the prince. But how to fix it? She sat and she watched all night, and as soon as it got near dawn, the dancing stopped. The prince went back to his horse and chomped on it, and Kate, quick as a flash, slipped up on the back of the horse and held on tight. And the prince rode out through the open doorway and away through the green woods and back to the castle, and he was back in his bed before the sun rose. Kate had followed him all the way, and she was sitting by the side of the fire, cracking nuts and eating them. And that's where they found her the next day, when the king and his men came in. You're safe, said the king. I am safe, she said. And she sat there cracking nuts and eating them. What sort of a night did my son spend? He spent a good night, she said. Well, I promised you a bag of silver coins if you would stay the night with him, and I am a man of my word. Here you go. I think that you may bring good luck to this castle. Oh, I do hope so, said Kate. Well, what would you take to spend another night with my son? Oh, I would take a bag of gold coins this time. Then it will be done, said the king. And that night... Kate sat in the bedroom and watched the prince, and at the stroke of midnight the clock struck twelve, and the prince's eyes opened, his legs swung out of bed, he got dressed, he went down the back stairs, he went to the stable, he got his horse and his hound, and he set off through the night. Kate was with him every step of the way, sitting behind him on the horse, and gathering nuts off the trees as they went past. They got to the hill, and again the prince said, Open up, open up for the prince, with his horse and his hound, and his lady behind him, said Kate. And the door of the hill opened, and the two of them rode in, and there was the fairy dance, and the queen greeted him, and she danced him, and ooh, if she had danced him hard the night before, she danced him twice as hard that night. Kate sat there, cracking nuts by the side of the fire, and listening to what was going on, what people were saying. Again, there was two fairies standing nearby, talking to each other. And she could see that there was a fairy child sitting on the opposite side of the fire, and it was playing with a magic wand. And she heard the one fairy say to the other, If only Kate knew that two strokes of that wand would cure her sick sister. So when she heard that, she started to roll nuts across the floor towards the little fairy child. The fairy child dropped the wand to pick up the nuts, and as quick as a flash, Kate took the wand and put it in her apron pocket and waited until it was getting near dawn, when the dancing stopped and the prince left, and she followed him. 
And they rode all the way back to the castle and back to his bed, and she sat by the side of the fire. And when the king came in, he said, Oh, you're safe. I am pleased. What sort of a night did my son spend? He spent a good night, said Kate. Well, what could I give you to stay another night with the prince? Oh, well, she says, you've given me silver and you've given me gold. There's only one thing that you can give me that's worth more than that. And what's that, my dear? The prince's hand in marriage, she says. I'll have him for a husband. Well, that's agreed, he says. You've earned it. So she bade goodbye to the king, and she ran back to the room where her sister Anne was as quick as she could. And she took the fairy wand out of her pocket. She unwrapped the bandages around poor Anne's head, her sheep's head, and then she tapped it three times. Tap, tap, tap on the head with a magic wand. And the sheep's head fell off her shoulders, and her own bonny head leapt up from who knows where, and jumped back up onto her neck, and she was as good as new and twice as beautiful. She was so happy she took Kate in her arms, and she hugged her as her dearest, dearest sister. Well, that night Kate was ready, went to the prince's bedchamber, and sat cracking nuts by the side of the fire. When the cloak struck midnight, the prince got out of bed, down the back stairs, across the yard, into the stable, and got his horse and his hound. Well, Kate was there with him every step of the way, chomped up on the back behind him. They rode through the green woods. She gathered nuts as she went and filled her apron pocket. And then they got to the hill, and the prince said, Open up, open up, for the prince, his horse and his hound, and his lady behind him, said Kate. And the two of them rode in through the door, and again the queen of the fairies greeted him and danced him and danced him and danced him. Now, Kate was sitting by the fire, cracking nuts and eating them again, and she saw that the same fairy child was there, the same one she'd seen the night before with the wand. Only this time it had a beautiful coloured bird with it, and it was playing with the bird. And then she heard the two fairies talking again, and the one fairy said to the other, <laughs> If Kate only knew three bites of that bird and the prince would be cured, the spell would be broken. Well, she rolled nuts across the floor to the fairy child, and it dropped the bird. She took the bird, twisted its neck, and put it into her apron pocket. And when it was near dawn, and the prince left, she was with him, and they rode back to the castle. And the prince went back to his bed, and Kate followed him. And then she plucked the bird, and she put it on a spit over the fire, and she started to roast it. And soon the smell of roast bird was filling the room. And the prince's eyes started to flicker open, and he went, Mmm, 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 that smell, he said. Oh, if only I had a bite of that bird. 
So Kate came running over to him with the bird, and she gave it to him, and he took a bite and ate it and swallowed it. And then he he got up on one elbow, and he said, Mmm, 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 oh, if only I had another bite of that bird. So she gave him a second bite of the bird, and he became stronger. And he sat up in bed and went, Mmm, mmm, if only I had a third bite of that bird. And so Kate gave him another bite of the bird, and he chomped out of bed. The spell was broken, and he was as good as new. He didn't know what had been happening, so Kate told him everything. And he took her in his arms, and he kissed her, and he thanked her for what she'd done for him. And he was more than happy about marrying her, because she was a beautiful girl, and brave, and loyal, and true. So the next morning, when the king came into the room, there the two of them sat, Kate and the prince, and they were both cracking nuts, and both of them were eating him. The king was delighted. He took Kate and his son in his arms, and he said that he was glad now to have a daughter as well as sons, because he had two sons, you see. And so Kate was married to the ill prince, who was now well. And Kate's sister Anne married the well prince. So the well sister married the sick prince, and the sick sister married the well prince. And the two of them lived happily with their husbands in the castle for the rest of their days.